This is Astral Soul Lightning, a podcast about making meaning through mythology, synchronicity, and the cosmos, understanding the world and what it means to be human through a wider lens. I'm an expert on trauma, but don't confuse this conversation with therapy. Trauma of any magnitude requires help. The one thing no one tells you is how to navigate the hours alone as your mind spins a psychological thriller in your head. Your brain spitting out facts and minutiae, keeping you busy, stoking your feelings over what happened. Meanwhile, your bone-deep emotions royal. You search for a way out. Science obsesses about brain function and answers for how the mind works through theories to prove axioms. But science can't aid humans on how to cope with what happens in private, quiet moments when reenactments haunt a person. The only way to heal is through the mind, a choice we must make to process our toxic experiences, small and enormous. If you were to journal on your deepest wound, would you be the hero of this tale? A wounded human who persevered beyond a drastic sequence of events meant to challenge your beingness and bring you low. Maybe you've never thought about what being human means to your soul nature. You're a human, what else is there to say? Well, your soul nature is separate from your physical body. This is where all the confusion begins. Our soul nature is not religious. Soul is energy. Soul is singular. The moment we incarnate, we are alone. We inhabit a human body to live out adventures, seek our desires, and find purpose in belonging, but most importantly, to evolve. Evolution is the point of life. Our aloneness at birth and when we pass from our body is an objective reality humanity likes to ignore. The importance of this fact reveals a clue to human nature. Escape, the foundation of so many dramas. Most important choice to humans is the pledge we make upon birth. Before we commune with what belonging means, we survive. The first belonging event is family. It's been passed down that family comes first. This is the initial moment of displacing ourselves. Family is the first experience we have of soulmates. When a person experiences trauma, shattering occurs. Where does a person go to process a shocking event that threatens their personhood? Locked inside our head, we search for the reason, the purpose of the event. Imagination is required when attempting to figure out what's happened, why, and how to process our shock and disjointed feelings. In our head, we begin to describe what happened and how the event changed our perspective on life we begin to doubt our vision of ourselves. If the trauma is extreme, our brain will compartmentalize the events behind a wall in our brain computer so we can continue being present in our life. 
The mental compartment is not only convenient, but acts like an eraser, so we don't have to feel what it was like when the traumatic event occurred. The computer brain often denies memory of the event or the seriousness of how it made a person feel until we're ready. Emotions trapped and separated from daily life, our brain and ego protect us from what we can't handle. Yet. Life continues like it was before the event. Cordoned off events can't touch us. We are safe. It happened. It's over. Move on. Our our computer brain keeps us living in our fragmented state. We move through life with just disjointed precision. We find ways to soothe our soul through choices meant to combat what happened. Our life seems normal to others. As we mature, there are repeating messages coming from our brain we can't seem to stop, a tape playing in our head of negative self-babble. The act of the brain blocking trauma creates static over time. Powerful energy unprocessed becomes louder as we mature. The frenetic energy inside our head confuses us. We don't know why we feel like we do, but we ignore the tugging, self-medicating, or worse. Life keeps moving, we keep moving. Our brain obliges until our life quits working. A person can fall in love, but something deep inside isn't connected. We look for answers in others, but we end up in the same place. Moving on, fragmented experiences, connections that abruptly end, a life of moodiness, irrational irrational anger, depression, addicted to unhealthy foods, drugs, alcohol, and even people who aren't good for us. Talking to a therapist helps. A minister can help too. But the human trauma remains. Falling deeply in love hasn't solved anything. One evening, looking out over the Atlantic Ocean beyond an upscale enclave along the Jersey Shore, the magic mushrooms I'd taken kicked in. Two pals next to me, all of us in varied states of euphoria, I remember saying, I want to dress the color of the ocean right now. (laughs) The sun was setting as the Atlantic waves turned over and climbed ashore. The ocean, a metallic blend of purple, light blue, and shades of silver, as I remember it. An epochal moment. Shortly after, one particular image floated across. It was something I remember from childhood. The image began to dog me, scratch through my reality daily. To this day, I'm certain if I hadn't taken the magic mushrooms, what follow, what followed wouldn't have been recovery. In the days, days, weeks, months, years, and decades that followed, memories dissolved deep inside my brain's supercomputer would float up unattached to the life I was living. Images that triggered my sense of smell and eventually time and place. Person, persons in these captured moments would remain behind a scrim for years to come. 
During these long years of excavation, I learned to enjoy life on the outside, but in private was a manic, depressed, lost girl, now in my mid-30s, with a past of muddled events that made no sense. When our energy has been disturbed by trauma, we are forced to learn our home base is more than flesh and brain, that our friends and family aren't enough. We pray to a God we can't see for deliverance of our pain, a way around how we feel. But inevitably, when alone and back inside our head, there's no way out. The brain and ego can keep us alive and moving forward, but it's no permanent solution. Something vital is missing. Our soul nature is the authentic voice and is connected to energy beyond our brain. Some call this higher self. Consciousness itself lies inside, inside our head, but takes us beyond what our brain can supply. Science and details of how our brain and head work are immaterial to the spark that is our soul energy that thrives and connects through the mind. The mind. A magic carpet ride to discovery. To understand the mind, imagination is required because humanity has been indoctrinated by a way of thinking and living that omits the mysterious. Humanity requires answers for everything when the very essence of life is imponderable. There's no explanation for the gut feeling we receive when facing a dilemma or a choice. We have a feeling someone's going to call, an indescribable sense that something's going to happen. When the message is ordinary, like someone who usually calls you every few days, say your mom or dad, sister or friend, that's normal brain function. You've gotten calls from them before, so your brain is saying it's time again for them to reach out. This is an intuition. Where does a feeling about something out of the ordinary originate? Out of the blue, you have a knowing that the job you're doing is over. This stunned you because the work is something you enjoy, yet your gut or instinct says it's time to go. Perhaps your gut feeling, your instincts, is the mind telling us something important. All I know comes through experience, and what the mind is exists beyond how the brain functions. You're reading a magazine and see an article on a subject you've always been curious about, and you spend the next few days lost in research. The experience of being taken outside yourself on a journey of learning that originated on a whim is life-altering. The investigation goes further, and you, do, and you decide to change your life completely. Your instincts say you're on to something. This is how... Purpose is discovered over a lifetime. Where do these impulses, the, these intuitive nudges, when reading an article that leads to something that changes your life, originate? The mysterious mind, perhaps. Our gut adjudicates and decides whether our intuitive suggestions are correct. This natural adventure is hijacked when unresolved trauma remains. 
Soul energy thrives on human emotions, but withers on dark shadow energy of unresolved harmful experiences. We admit and relive trauma through therapy, journaling, sharing with friends or a therapist. But do we process and release the event? Do we take ourselves through the horror we experienced in the safety of our creative reality and prove we're safe, even if our negative self-talk and fear of more trauma to come channel through our head? Whether it's being cheated on, being humiliated, bullied, abused, or if we are the attacker, the vibrancy of our soul nature depends on evolution of our experiences. As a human, there is no internal peace and happiness without evolution of our harmful experiences. Our mind confronts us when our imagination is spurred. Daydreaming as a kid, we think of the possibilities, visualize our dreams. If your trauma happened in youth, dreaming about another life outside the one where your trauma happened is an escape. It's not a road to authenticity or happiness, and there's not a love relationship in the world that can heal a person whose method of living is coping. Now, I realize coping can be positive, especially according to psychologists, therapists, and others, but it's a temporary respite in my experience, providing no release of the pain or the trauma. Saying out loud to a neutral party what happened to you is a release valve, a coping mechanism, but it's not going to bring your soul nature energy back to vibrancy. Your family can help salve your wounds unless they cause the trauma, but family won't lead you beyond healing to authenticity and purpose. Human trauma, heartbreak, and misery is the path to our authentic superpower. Reconciling these issues happens in the mind where we are safe, where we can take our trauma and dissect it into what it's meant to be, a doorway. The solution to trauma you've searched for is where you sit. The answers you dream of are inside you, beyond the computer brain, through your mind. The mind exists at the, po at the point where our brain is quiet. Experience of the mind will be different for each of us. The mind is limitless, the fountain of imagination in which the brain assists. They are interdependent, as I see it. Your brain offers a monologue when you journal, offering facts, details, and replaying what happened. Your, your mind is the unending commitment to truth, purpose, and authenticity meant to bring demons to heal through a new type of experience. The manuscript of your life depends on your ability to crack open the wall hiding your secrets and expose them to oxygen, daylight, daylight and your fragile ego. Once a human accepts karmic evolution as part of soul nature energy, tragedy, tragedies in our life become muted. No human is void of experience. We enter life with a past that's meant to inform our present. How we meet this conjunction is called living. 
To flip from daily drudgery and negative self-talk into the mysterious, mysterious magic carpet mind is as simple as being quiet with yourself. Our mind becomes a portal only after we admit and embrace we are more than our physical body. Soul is separate. The mind is where we take the color images of our trauma and turn them to black and white memories of the past that can't hurt us once we release them, even if we never forget them. The mind is where we ask questions, but how to move through emotions except pain and know you are meant for more. The mind is where grace is found on top of a mountain of feelings, the residual scar tissue over our emotions we must embrace, then release. The steps to heal trauma come through our soul nature's evolution. Bravery is required in life. Unfair events happen to everyone. Our own choices can bring trauma into our life. Other people's trauma can be replicated through their crimes against us. Our, our computer brain never stops while we process the hor horrific tragedies we experience, witness, and through which we are educated. A person's mind connects to consciousness through the mysterious process of imagination, silence, and trust. Belief has nothing to do with it. The journey begins when we accept we are meant to evolve through experiences and people, but that our soul nature is a private experience all to ourselves. We are born alone into a familial world. Our journey is singular, even if our evolution is a product of relationships, events, and the mysterious. Trauma is part of the human condition. So is resilience. The collective experience of the life of humans is interdependent, but the individual soul nature of a human being is private business. We choose our evolutionary path along the way. The odd thing is there are people who walk through life without a care. What, distingu what, dis excuse me, what distinguishes their life from one of deep anguish and challenge? Blindness. All people face trauma. Looking from the outside into someone's life, we can't imagine what a life is like unless we've lived it. Every choice a human makes matters. If you get high on crack, you can't wonder why your teeth are falling out. An extreme example that makes the point. If you eat sugar all day, you shouldn't question why you have mood swings or gain weight. But then there are those innocent children who are born with traumatic illness or who have been abused. What do we say about them? How to answer the question of why? Sometimes the misfortune of someone else becomes the teacher of our life. Everything is connected. Moving through the fateful dark events in the mind during meditation takes practice. It begins by thriving in aloneness. Healing starts in private when vulnerable, desperate, and fearless calling out who harmed you in the silence of meditation, proving yourself innocent in the event that caused pain, even forgiving yourself. 
After the collapse of the facade seemingly holding you together, active healing begins when you choose an activity that brings you joy. The most empowering moment of my life was when I realized truth amid photographs, events, and calamity. My soul nature remained unharmed even if my physical self was nearly annihilated. Evolution requires healing. Humans thrive on answers to our problems, our wounds, and the ability to move on from what nearly ended our physical life. Humans do unspeakable things to each other. Individuals do incomprehensible things to themselves. We survive it all. To thrive, we must shed the weight of darkness, trauma, and violence we've witnessed, experienced, or feel or fear may happen again. Every day we make choices and every one of these decisions takes us in one direction or another. For me, healing began with psychedelic mushrooms. Science explains why the mushrooms magically unlocked the answer to my misery, but it can't explain what remained amid the horror. The mind became my refuge as a young girl. It's here my intuition, instincts, and clairvoyance were honed, a place of vision, dreams, and the impossible idea of miracles manifested. The, the mysteriousness of moving beyond the veil isn't only for one person. It's part of the mystery of being human discovered when a human jettisons into the mind to escape reality. Finding authenticity and purpose isn't found through learning. It's found through living through, pain, through our pain and traumas, discovering we're meant for more. I don't expect this conversation to heal what has harmed you or solve your depression. It's meant to give you something on which to meditate and ponder. In the silence where you quiet the tape your brain is playing, Find your aloneness and ask one question in the hope of being presented with a response. Then go about your day and experience, listen, and stay aware. The answer to the question asked will be revealed through synchronicity, a private secret game humans play. For now, make a choice to do something that gives you joy because I guarantee it will raise your vital energy. Make this a habit. As I found out, no one else can heal what's wrong with you. It's up to you to rewrite the story of your trauma and find a way through. I'm Taylor Marsh, and you've been listening to Astral Soul Lightning. You can find out more about me at www.taylormarsh.com. Thanks for listening. Until next time.